Welcome to another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. Today on the show, we are talking to Mr. David Childers and Dale Shoemaker. They are members of the band David Childers and the Serpents. We're going to talk a little bit about David's background in music and art, as well as what we can expect from their performance at the Gaston Max Festival later this month. So I'm here with Mr. David Childers, uh, lead singer for David Childers and the Serpents, and with one of uh, the band members, Mr. Dale Shoemaker. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Savvy Citizen Podcast. We're happy today. to be here. Yes, we're excited because we are getting ready for uh, the Gaston Multicultural Arts Experience, known as Gaston Max, and uh, David Childers and the Serpents are going to be performing. And so thank you so much for sitting down with us just to talk about what we can expect and give us a, a little background about you and, and the band. So I want to start with saying... You're a local boy, grew up in Gastonia. Mount Holly. Uh, Mount, Mount Holly, Holly. okay, right. so in Gaston County then. So talk to us a little, about, a little bit about uh, growing up in Mount Holly. Well, I grew up in Mount Holly uh, from the, the early 50s on up uh, into the uh, 60s, and then I went off to school for a number of years, Mo- lived around the state, different places, came back here finally uh, – in uh, 1981, I was 30 years old, started practicing law, but I always uh, was a uh, wrote poetry and started playing guitar and painted pictures and stuff like that. And uh, the more after a few years of practicing law I, I, uh, and being Mr. Lawyer, uh, I decided I wanted a little bit more out of my life, and then I had this part of me that I did. It'd be awful just to let it just rot on the vine, so. I started gradually getting more back into music and uh, been fortunate to have a number of people that have been willing to, to play with me, go out, spend their time. Uh, it started back in the early 90s, very late 80s, I'd say early 90s. Uh, I've been through a lot of different players. Right now I've got uh, the best band I ever had. Uh, Dale plays uh, electric guitar. I also have another guitar player up around Winston-Salem, David Niblock, who joins me more when I'm up in that area. Uh, The drummer uh, is Robert Childers, my son. We've been playing together about 43 years. He was like one years old, and he started beating on a little coffee can while I played guitar. Wow. Uh, Jeff White, fiddle, very great. uh, uh, He's not great yet, but he's going to be because he's young. But he's a really good fiddle player, and... uh, Corey Dudley on bass is just a phenomenal bass player uh, and one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. So we go out and uh, we have a repertoire. It's a, a large repertoire of music. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's original, but that doesn't really matter if it's a good song. You know, we play um, you know a lot of old kind of rock and roll, some old R&B. We, I like uh, Howlin' Wolf, some of these older um, – Blues players, Rolling Stones, we do some Beatles. And like I say, we do a lot of originals, a lot of old country things like George Jones and uh, Johnny Cash in particular. Mm-hmm. So it just uh, varies. We've been doing a Prince song now, uh, Never Take the Place of Your Man, which uh, is really fun to play. In fact, we're going to record it tomorrow, uh, doing an album of uh, love songs. I've probably put out some, it's getting on near 20 albums. 
Wow. Uh, most of them are small label things. Some of them have gotten more notice and attention, but it's, uh, you know, there's never an end to it. Uh, I'm 70 now. I hope I can keep doing this well into my hundreds. That's wonderful. So talk a little bit about, you know, growing up. Was there music in the house? Where did this love of music come from? Well, I think my mom, uh, my mom had a lot to do with that, although we did not have a good relationship, God rest her soul. But uh, she had music. She was a singer. Uh, I've learned in the last year she used to go into Charlotte and sing with bands over there. And, uh, you know, she had part of the nightlife like I wound up being. And, uh, mm -hmm. But there were records all the time. Uh, there was also a lady that, that worked in the house named Lillian Ross, uh, who I spent a lot of time with because I was just a little kid. You know, I was three or four. And she always had WGIV on. It was a, a black station over in West Charlotte. It was amazing. I mean, all the great R&B music, blues even, gospel music was pumping through there. Mm -hmm. and here I am on the floor, and I'm just eating it up. Little Richard, uh, he's one I remember. Fats Domino seemed like he was always on there. And that's a, a love of music from there I've always carried. My dad liked opera. You know, it's kind of hard to tell. He wasn't a very talkative guy, but... I remember riding around with him, and he'd put on the Firestone uh, Opera on Saturdays. And okay. So, you know, in, over time, I've listened to everything. I had a, an uncle, kind of a beatnik, that would come in from down in Georgia, and he would bring these cool records. Uh, my cousin Joe Roberts uh, would come in. He'd bring stuff. It was always an open door to, to new musical experiences. But out in the neighborhood, it was all around. You know, everybody loved the music. We listened to the radio. We learned to dance. Uh, playing instruments came later. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know many really good players around, and I certainly wasn't because I was more interested in sports at that time. And uh, But uh, the music was there. It's just it's like your blood. You know, it's just in you. Right. So when did you start playing? I started playing. My dad gave me a banjo when I was 14, and uh, I learned a few things on it. But I was just too shy about it. You know, I felt so horrible about myself and my, you know, self-image and all that. So, uh, but when I was in college, about this uh, time of year, I broke up with my girlfriend, and I was in a lot of pain. And I'm like, damn, you know, I'm going to find some way to get through this. And I started playing the guitar. Mm -hmm. And I always liked singing in the shower. So I just uh, drive people crazy. So, you know, I added the guitar <laughs> into it, and somehow I didn't get killed. <laughs> but by the time I was a senior, that was my freshman year, I was playing live gigs around Chapel Hill. Oh, wonderful. Not a, well, some of them were and some of them weren't. <laughs> I think we all sing in the shower because, you know. We all sing. We're like yeah. birds, man. Yeah, music um, is really big in my family as well. Uh, my mom and I sing, my, my brother, my dad, my dad's brothers, uh, my cousins, like they all play or sing or both. Do you get together and sing and play as a family? So let me tell you, you know, I'm born and raised in Gastonia, and my family, when we get together, especially at the holidays, so Thanksgiving and Christmas, Everybody pulls out the instruments. Like, we literally go to church, like, literally. And um, my cousin, 
Marcus, he'll get on like the piano or the keyboard. My dad will jump on. My uncle Buck, he will pull out his guitar. Like it, they they pull out the whole band, and we literally have church. We have like a church service. Well, it's a holy day. So. It, it is, and we have a good time too. Hell yeah, how could you not? That sounds wonderful. Oh yeah, we we have a lot of fun, and my dad so. My dad plays by ear. He doesn't have, like, formal training, but he plays guitar. He plays the drums. He plays the piano. And um, it's just, it's always been fun. I did not pick up the instrument. I don't have the patience, but I do love listening to him play. We're going to have <laughs> listeners. Oh, yes, and I am, I am an avid listener. Well, God bless you for that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, um, you said that you you paint and you you love art. So where does the art come in? Um, what's your inspiration? So, because obviously you're like an artist. So we've talked about music, your love of music, the instruments. Um, talk to us a little bit about the art. Were there artists in your family? Yeah, uh, kind of the same people, you know, that I mentioned with the music. You know, I was always exposed to unusual kind of images, great art. Uh, I mean, as a kid, I remember being at the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. uh, going up to West Point because my uncle taught up there, and we'd go visit. But, um, you know, I, I just uh, always had a interest in drawing. In fact, I did that too much in school and would get in trouble for it. But about, I think I was about 15. My mom gave me uh, some paints, and mm-hmm. I just kind of figured it out painted some and uh, then put it down for many, many years. Um, I was about, it was about, I don't know, 15 years ago I got sick, real sick. And um, I'd been running a lot. I used to run a lot. I couldn't do really much physical. Uh, I had the shingles, and I don't recommend anybody get that. But uh, I found, you know, I could go stand and paint. I'd go out in this building and I started painting just because I'd kind of been thinking about it. I was in my mid-50s by then, and uh, I just started enjoying it and got hooked on it, and now it's just a, my job. I go out, you know, every spare minute I can and do it. I, I enjoy it immensely. Uh, fortunately, I'm able to sell what I uh, paint, and that, that helps feed uh, my wife and me. That That is wonderful, and, you know, you know, listening to your story, that's one of the reasons why we are having Gaston Max, because like yourself, Dale, you know, local artists who are making a difference in the community and, you know, just contributing to the cultural arts, whether it's literature, music, visual art, you know, painting, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to host, you know, a multicultural arts festival. And uh, it's just wonderful that there we have a community of artists that want to be involved in the community. So you're from Mount Holly. Dale, where are you from? Uh, I would say I was born in Gastonia, but I lived in Cramerton. Okay. You know, until I was probably eight years old, and then I lived up in Gastonia. Okay. Went to Ashbrook, started working where I work now, getting ready to retire and hopefully play some music. I heard that. So we're all local, you know, yeah, Gaston I'm, County, I'm, born I'm and raised. I'm pretty much local. I live in South <laughs> Gastonia now. That's still local. It's yeah. still Gastonia. <laughs> so how did you get involved with David? I I met Dave back when he was an attorney. 
Okay. He liked some rattlesnake skin cowboy boots I was wearing one day in court. <laughs> and, and that's uh, how you mean. And, and I think maybe that night or the following night, I was playing a gig with him down on Lake Wiley at some lawyer was having a party. Chip Cloniger's house. Chip Cloniger. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's where we met. And I probably played on and off with Dave for a couple years. Mm-hmm. But back then, I was still young and out of college, and uh, I was just more hard rock than Dave was. I didn't really <laughs> – I kind of didn't feel like I got what he was doing, and I knew that I kind of didn't fit in with that band, so I did some harder music for a while. And then, I don't know, maybe back in 2010, I started playing with him again. Mm-hmm. When uh, I got a little older and a little more mature and started realizing, you know, good music and not wanting to play cover music. I was wanting to write, you know. And if you're if you're not a good writer and you – and you got a, a craft that you can hone. It's a it's a dream gig to play with somebody like Dave. You know, it's good to get to play with him. It's not your average. You know, we still play bars. We mm-hmm. play uh, you know breweries. A lot of breweries nowadays. But it's you get to do some good gigs with Dave. Uh, I don't have to worry about it. I'm just grateful to be in his band. You know, I love being in somebody else's band. Somebody's got to run a band, and he runs his band, and because his his band and his songs and. You know, well, I tell you, if I, I could interject because I know I've been running my mail a lot, but <laughs> thing about Dale, uh, yeah, we'd had a kind of off and on, always friends, but yeah, I think I had fired him about two or three times. He fired me <laughs> because I wouldn't always, ride to Ohio one night, one time. <laughs> <laughs> we'd always wind up uh, playing, and the thing I noticed about Dale is the feeling he had for the music. I had a regular guitar player at that time who just wasn't feeling it, and you could tell it, and um. Uh, the passion that, that Dale put into the music connected with me, I'm like, this guy should be playing with me. You know? so mm-hmm. It just kind of worked out. I've been with him for, I don't know, what, 12, 13 years now. Yeah, we've, you know, we've grown up in this to a certain extent. I call him Daddy-O. Daddy-O? <laughs> Daddy-O. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I love it. I'm, you know, I'm an old beatnik at heart. So that's I call him Daddy-O when he starts hollering at me, you can calm down. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, you said that your son, uh, Robert, plays in the band. He's the drummer. Now, he's not here with us, but will he be with us at Gaston next? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, wonderful. No, he's an important part of it. He and the bass player, you know, they're the they, they're the wheels of the car, you know, more or less. Robert's okay. a really good singer. He sings back up, and mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of like a band leader or, or a quarterback. He's has a lot to do with figuring out what material to play. Okay. Well, that's good. We you do a lot of audibles. You know, we kind of figure out what the, mm-hmm. what the audience is like and try to, to reach them. So you're going to do a couple of songs for us today, and what can uh, we expect to hear? Like, what are you going to sing for us today? This is David Childers, uh, Dale Shoemaker, and I'm going to play a song uh, I wrote this a number of years ago, uh, kind of developed out of a riff our uh, fiddle player, Jeff White, and I would do while we were waiting around. Uh, and then I put some words on us about a, a shooting that occurred over on the Mecklenburg side of the Catawba River back in the 70s. Two guys, uh, sort of bully-type guys, went out looking for trouble, and they wound up in a, around a place called Camp Lavin, and it all ended there for them. Ready, Dale? Yeah, I'm ready.
Johnny Banner River done lost his head to a double shot barrel and knocked him dead. Blood on the ceiling, blood on the walls, open rain for the morning fall. Can't plant a shovel, pants all night. Do the dirty dog make a look on fight, yeah. Absolutely. So I want to go back to something you said a little bit ago about you do a lot of original music, but you also like to do some covers. Like, who are your favorite bands to cover? Because I always love to hear that. Well, uh, you know, it just depends. I, I do a lot of Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and because his songwriting is great. But, uh, you know, it just depends more or less on the song. But I find certain artists, like, again, Howlin' Wolf, if I go there, I'm going to find something amazing and pretty simple mm-hmm. that I can adapt. Uh, but, I mean, you know, we like I said, George Jones, Hank Williams. We do a Curtis Mayfield song, uh, People Get Ready. Yeah, we just we kind of fit them into our style of playing. Okay. But, I, I, uh, I mean, in honesty, I listen to a lot of jazz and classical music these days. But then there's certain songs that have I'll hear on, you know, maybe – the radio and go find it and learn it you know, mm-hmm. go look it up on youtube and see how to play it and because uh, i don't you know i write i write songs i've written a lot of them i've written albums worth but going out playing live for people you know it's not about like me trying to present like my repertoire of my own so i want to make people have fun Right. We love it. A lot of times people dance, you know. Sometimes they don't maybe get it, but, you know, we get rooms full of people just dancing their, you know, what's off. And that's the height. That's what I'm after. Because mm-hmm. you can make records, you can be on TV or radio and all, but it's what is happening when you're you right there with the people, you know. Making and that connection. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to even describe. It's... it's um, it's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, it's, it's it keeps you amazing. coming back. 
I think if you're a real musician, you play music because you want to play music. I would still play music if I wasn't in this band. I don't know what I'd be doing, but I'd be doing something. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not, you know, and I think that's the difference between singer-songwriters and performers. You know, performers oftentimes, I find, are in it for the money, whereas singer-songwriters are in it for the experience. They want to make a connection with their audience. They want to touch them on that that emotional mm. level, that that humanity level, um, as opposed to just getting out there and singing some songs, dancing around, and then you know collecting a paycheck. <laughs> I mean, that's but that's just me. That's well, that's <laughs> a, I know. Hey, listen, that's we make money doing this, and right. I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, you know, I've, I've grown this thing over the last few years. I uh, leave that to my accountant. And my wife, who keeps track of things, but uh, you're right. I mean, uh, the money makes it better, but what people give you back—that's the main thing. Right, and and I mean, it's so much more valuable, you know, what you get back from an audience, because me personally, like you know, growing up in a very musically inclined family on both my mom and my dad's side, music was just a part of who we are you know, as a family. And so I'll tell you a story. Whenever I go to the grocery store, you know, whether it's me and my husband or, you know, me and my kids, it's I get the same thing. Ma, do you always have to sing and dance when we go to the grocery store? <laughs> like, as a matter of fact, honey, yes, I do. <laughs> because it, it's just in my bones. It's joy. It, exactly. And it doesn't matter what it is because I listen to everything. <laughs> well, you're lucky like that. Absolutely. That you can appreciate different things. Yes. Um, you know, my husband and I, we were in the car the other day, and we were just driving around. We were just running errands, and we were listening to uh, one of my playlists on Spotify. Dale, you mentioned Spotify. And it's literally my oldies playlist because it was like doo-wop and, you know, Motown and all that kind of stuff. So. I just, I listen to everything. It really depends on what type of mood. Like you, I will listen to jazz and classical when I just want to chill out. So absolutely, yeah. you know, music speaks to us. On it's that. for a gift from the angels, that's what I say. Yes, it is. I can agree with that 100%. So as far as music goes and, and what what can we expect at Gaston, Max? Are you going to dig into some originals? Are you going to do covers? It'll be a mix, but... You know, I think we'll be uh, a little more on the upbeat side. Okay. And uh, just because, you know, I've played around Gastonia a lot. And I don't know if people are going to want to be dancing at 3.30 in the afternoon. But, uh, I'll yeah, dance anytime. Try. Well, if you feel it, <laughs> do it. That's something you just can't fake. So You know, if I'll, if I'll start a dance line, like in the chip aisle at Walmart, I'll dance anywhere. Well, God bless Everywhere. <laughs> I was in a Mexican restaurant the other day, Toxco, actually, and uh, our, our granddaughter was with us, Margot and, uh, and Robert. And uh, there's this Mexican music. She's five, and she just loves music, too. Mm -hmm. She's out on the floor dancing, doing all these moves. That, uh, we're trying to calm her down, but, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> like a feeling she couldn't resist. I mean, sometimes you can't help but dance. When the music tells you to move, you got to move. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's how I live. 
You are listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast, and we are rocking out with none other than Mr. David Childers. So, David, you've got another selection for us. Let's hear it. Um, first job I ever had, I was 14 years old, and I got in some trouble. And my dad took me and my brother, who also got in trouble, to get our Social Security cards, and we wound up working for the city of Mount Holly which turned out to be a really good thing. But I worked with these uh, men, grown men, who were, like, getting paid the same as I was and uh, raising families and just living their lives on it and uh, doing really hard work and I always wanted to write something about them. And uh, I guess this is it. It's called Greasy Dollar. Get back to work now. 
wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, <laughs> you so got much. It. Yes. Thank you. Feels so, good in here. So that's a preview of what we can expect at Gaston Max. Pretty much. We'll have a bass, a drum, another guitar, and a fiddle. So wonderful. we kind of like to rock it, and we'll be rocking a little bit more than that. But, uh, <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Well, we are looking forward to it as well. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about um, your family, because we haven't hit on that too much. You mentioned your mom uh, liked music. Your dad was into opera. Um, now, what about you know your children? You, we've talked about Robert. Do you have other children? And I've got they? a daughter named Megan. Okay. And uh, she lives in Charlotte. She's she an a uptown musician? girl and. Uh, She's a, a business person in IT. I really, it's hard for me being so old school. I can't uh, really explain to you what she does, but uh-huh. uh, it's been good to her. And uh, she's not. She doesn't play now. She used to play piano. Always, uh, you know, tried playing fiddle some too. Mm-hmm. I think you know she's got it in her. But she's a heck of a dancer herself. I was getting ready to say she's a phenomenal dancer. Yeah, well, she'd bring... Okay. She brings it. She, she didn't come she much lately, dancing. but she used to be, she'd bring a crowd in, and that's when the party would start, because they, they were there to dance. Um, so she she got the party started. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she's also the one that makes all the money in the family, so she... <laughs> there you go. Takes okay. care of us, I guess. Well, that's wonderful. So family loves music, loves art, and that's what Gaston Max is all about, just us coming together as a community to enjoy one another, celebrate music and culture. Well, this, this county has a lot of, lot of really fine uh, artists in it. I mean, my friend Roy Woods, he's just a couple blocks away from here. He's got a studio. Um, uh, Ryan Kaprinsky. I don't know many people. I'm not. I'm not really involved, you know, with other artists much. But I'm very impressed by the by the art I see coming out here and the mm-hmm. music. I mean, there's a lot of people playing music around here. You talking about your family and, you know, Dale's got another band. Um, you go around these little clubs and and Gastonia around the county. Mm-hmm. You'll find live music being played probably at all of them on the weekends. My friend David is the lead singer for a band called Shrapnel, and they perform around. <laughs> Watch out, Shrapnel. Like, <laughs> I kind of get an idea of what they're playing. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, they um, they do covers and they do some original, but yeah, it, it, it's it's some some metal. It's some hard rock. Wrong. Hey, nothing some wrong. metal. <laughs> I regress. I quit. Look, I used to listen to metal when I was younger, and uh. And for a long time, I didn't. But here in the last 10 years, I've started finding myself. Now that I have Spotify, I listen to everything. I hadn't listened to music in 10 years. Oh, I love wow. Spotify. Oh, yeah. I listen I'm behind to the, the curve on that. <laughs> so who have you discovered? I mean, as far as metal bands go, I've been listening to a band called Lamb of God, and they're not uh, satanic or anything. They're just heavy and mm-hmm. very talented, you know. Gotcha. But I can take it in small doses, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's like any kind of music for me. Definitely. I'll give you an example. You say, what kind of music we're going to play? Are we going to play covers? Are we going to play, you know, what are we going to play? We were getting ready for an upcoming show, and he told me to submit him the songs, the good songs that I thought I was comfortable with, that I liked, that uh, 
<laughs> so I had a list of about 40 songs, and these are all original <laughs> songs. And uh, I'm like, gosh, I didn't realize we had. And I, what, that's probably one-tenth of them. And I was like, right here, song list out of this. He don't even get time for me to send it to him. He sends me the song list from this big we're getting ready to do. <laughs> and I think maybe two songs is on there. And out of all these other songs, I was like, that's how many songs he's got. He's full of songs. I don't see how he does it. Wow. Well, we only got like and he 45 minutes for that show. Yeah. Well, we well, do have some big. We're, we're opening for the Avett Brothers at uh, Greensboro Coliseum, and that's uh, a bigger venue than we've ever played. And uh, Oh, wow. Okay. We also got two sets up at Merle Fest on April 29th. Um, so some, you know, interesting things have been going on, uh, getting up on bigger stages. Okay. And, uh, so it's kind of exciting time. I went down to Mexico at the end of January and did a festival down there with the Avett brothers. And uh, it just seems like, you know, there's a lot of interest in, in what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I'd like to – I love the breweries and playing there, but, you know, it's uh, – It'd be nice to get out of brewery world one of these days. I was going to say, you know, what's next for you after Gaston Max? So it sounds like you've got some some nice gigs coming up. Now, what what's your dream gig? Like, if you could play anywhere for and open for anybody, who would it be? I'm uh, curious. Yeah, I'd love to open for Bob Dylan one day, but uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be opening for the Abbott Brothers. I mean, they yeah. bring a – I mean, honestly, I don't think you can – for me, I don't. You know, there's not much above that. Those guys are, you know, they're they're uh, at the top of the game right now. That's wonderful. I've been for like 15, what, 12, 15. Or at years. least in my, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. seeing through my old eyes and looking at things. I don't really know what's going on. I never was good at keeping up with styles. You know, I'm, like I'm wearing clothes I've had for 20 years now, just because I don't care. Well, I mean, everything's kind of coming full circle. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, you know, you're say. right, actually. It all gets recycled. <laughs> it, it does. You know, you, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s, you started seeing the platform shoes coming back, the bell bottoms coming back. Like, um, <laughs> somebody told me that some of the 80s looks were coming back, and I was just like, uh-uh, uh-uh. leave that back there. <laughs> so, I mean... I've seen the Mohawks are back. The I've, mullet's back. The mullet is back, and I don't know why, but we're not going to talk it's about back it. In, it's back in country music. That, most of it's in country music. That's a conversation for another day. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so much is coming back. It's like just hold on to your clothes from 20 and 30 years ago, and they'll be back in style. You just can't button them. <laughs> right. you got to get some new buttons. <laughs> Well, it has been a, a pleasure talking with both of you today. And so we're with Mr. David Childers and Mr. Dale Shoemaker from David Childers and the Serpents, and they are going to be headlining our Gaston Max Festival. That's going to be Saturday, March 26, 2022, from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. in downtown Gastonia at the Rotary Centennial Pavilion. And we are looking forward to it and very excited. Well, we are, too. We'll be playing at 3.30. Yes, and and we are so looking forward to it. There's going to be lots going on. So I'm going to tell you now, there's going to be a beer garden. So you might have people, you know, with their cups doing their little jig. Well, I hope so. (laughs) That's all it takes is a little beer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, we're excited. So thank you both so much for joining us today on uh, Savvy Citizen, and it's been an absolute joy. Well, thank you. We, I feel the yeah, same. I you. think Dale too. So glad thank you. you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to have you back because yeah, perform some more songs. Okay, please. <laughs>